uh, tardy to the party. I almost said Avatar to <laughs> the party, but I, mean, I guess it is Avatar to the party. I was about to say. This week we're talking about Avatar. This is Avatar episode, right? Okay. Yeah, it better be. Me it better be. I'm like, oh no, did I just waste oh, no. my, my time last night? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, we're talking about, was well, this the last chunk of episodes for the first season? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, we were wrapping up our first third of Avatar The Last Airbender with what? The Northern Air Temple, the Waterbending Master, and both halves of... What's this? The Siege of the North. Siege of the North, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is where... Yeah, I mentioned this last week where... Last week was the first couple episodes where you got to see a couple things from previous episodes coming back. And in this batch, you have a couple more things. Like, you could, yeah. there's an actual universe involved where characters are coming back and things are happening and stuff. Even some voice actors come back, not trying to hide their voices at all. Oh, which one? Wait. Because, uh, well, the, the pirates come back. Yeah. Who's the other? It's not the same character, but the voice actor. Wait, who's the voice actor? Odo. Wait, but, wait, 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 wait. So are you saying that he's played another character on the show? Yeah. Wait, what did he play? He was in The Great Divide. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, they're brothers, I guess. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was long enough. I, I so firmly pushed The Great Divide out of my brain. That I wasn't mm. even thinking about that. Ah, uh, that's not a good sign when you're a better memory. You got better memory for Avatar episodes than I do. And I've, mm. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is like the fifth time I've seen this shit. Anyway, so, yeah, oh no, that's probably the most remarkable casting thing they've done on the show so far, and I guess they thought, well, if he's in, if he's taking a break from filming Deep Space Nine, we'll just have him voice two separate characters then, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, so what do you think of this stuff? It's fine, <laughs> I still, it's, yeah, okay, I, yeah, I, it's kind of getting better. That's but, fine, the thing is um, fine, no one's expecting, uh, yeah. It's still not blowing my asshole open. Like, people keep... Whoever yeah. recommend, You know, through the years, people would recommend it. They'd be like, you have to watch it. It's like, so... It's for kids, but it's really good. And But it's not for kids, because it's good. <laughs> I... No. I still... still kind of waiting for that. Well, like I said, at least we got over the worst, worst part of Avatar, which is the first, like, half of the first season. Um, There's a couple character introductions we got coming up that are, like, really... That's when I think Avatar the Airbender, Last Airbender, really kind of kicks in, but... And mm. including the last little bit of the last episode that we're going to talk about today. Um, but... So, yeah, I just want to dive right into the Northern Air oh, Temple. Oh, sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, we have a couple notes from, uh, our listener, oh, okay. Catherine F. King. Should we talk about that now, or wait until after we've talked about the episodes? Uh, is it in regards to these episodes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. In any specific episodes? Uh, pretty much all of them. She, I think she gave us four notes. Uh, she says the Northern Water Tribe is seriously one of her favorite locations in the entire show. Um, Catherine F. King also says uh, that she worked out once that Katara has an advantage in the match against Master Paku because water bending relies on creativity and improvisation. Katara wouldn't need formal training to get a feel for that much. That's kind of that's and that's that's the funny thing about bending is like, it is kind of a blend of, I guess that's almost like kind of anything where it's a blend of latent talent versus sheer power versus training, and like how you know. Uh, but um, Catherine F. King also says the only nice thing about M. Night Shyamalan's Last Airbender movie, uh, the actress who played Princess Yui, the princess of the Northern Water Tribe, will later go on uh, go on to voice a major character in Avatar: The Legend of Korra. 
Seychelle Gabrielle, uh, who, well, I guess we're not going to talk about Korra anytime soon, but yeah, she voices a character named Asami Sato, uh, mm. who's, Asami's great, I love Asami, she's, yeah. And last note from Catherine F. King, it's one of those things where I can't just refer to the person as just Catherine or Kathy, it's always got to be Catherine F. King. Um, and it's a topic of debate in the Avatar fandom, whether or not in the Northern Air Temple, Aang gave the refugees his blessing to keep them, uh, let them keep living there. Was that the right thing to do? Um, mm. And I guess we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that at the end of this episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, what, this starts off, everyone's just listening to some dude talk, tell stories? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some guy telling a story about how people fly. His grandpappy told him stories yeah. about people flying around the Northern Air Temple. And Angry's like, hey, that was a cool story, bro. Man, it would have been like 100 years ago your grandpappy saw all those people flying around. He's like, nah, nah, nah. My grandpappy saw that last week. Look. And he's like, oh, y'all. And the show deliberately goes out of its way not to show the fact that his grandpappy's sitting there right next to him. When he's yeah. why, if he's telling the story, then why isn't his grandpappy telling the story? Because that you gotta have the punchline at the end of like, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Airbender seems to somehow still exist. Yeah, so they fly to the Northern Antem Air Temple, and there are people <laughs> The Northern Air Nintendo. The Northern Air Nintendo. Yeah. And there is people flying around on gliders and shit, but they, Aang's like, mm, they ain't got no spirit, though. Yeah. So. I kind of yeah. like that Aang spends the first half of this episode going, mm, <laughs> just like, mm, I don't know about no. this. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, um. But they're like, that kid seems like he got spirit, though. Yeah. His, even though his legs are fucked up, he got spirit. I like that they don't really mention... Well, the fact that he's he can't use his legs isn't really a plot point. He gets brought up yeah. later when his dad's talking about But, like, it's never, like, a thing. It's just, a, like, it, that's the perfect... I, I can see people thinking this is a little Captain Planet, and it's, like, hyper-progressive, like... Ah, it's that, that progressive just to show that somebody with a disability isn't just, like, you know crippled and living in a cave for the rest of their lives but i like the fact that especially in this world where you know you would imagine a world that's kind of patterned after like our 19th century world would be kind of hostile towards people with disabilities but it's kind of cool to see this guy he's like flying around and stuff like that i always thought it was kind of cool but yeah anyway yeah. so uh Aang flies with them for a while showing off shit running on walls and then... this is like half the episode yeah, yeah. <laughs> it goes on for a while yeah well, look at the wheelchair kid. He can make his chair fart and draw an ang <laughs> in the sky. Yeah, yeah. They all land and they're like, "Wow, you're the Avatar!" And Sokka's like, yeah, "Screw that! Tell me about all these adventures you guys have. It's so cool." I do like this is uh, spoilers for the future, but like the fact that like Sokka is really interested in all these inventions kind of suggests that like Sokka is kind of more of like a strategically, scientifically minded dude. And so there, mm -hmm. this is kind of like a little bit of a reflection of that, but you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh... But they take them inside go, just to show them they what's go going inside. on. Yep. Yeah. The, and their temple's all kinds of fucked up with pipes and <laughs> steams and all kinds it's of garbage totally all over. It's yeah. all, man. There's a Angst. fountain with, like, this lion statue that's, like, vomiting green ninja turtle ooze and all kinds of shit yeah. like that, yeah. Aang's upset by it, but not enough, I think. <laughs> He's you like, think? Oh. I mean, he's also trying to be hospitable. He's trying to be kind of cool. It is a bummer that, like, one of the sadder things, he goes, it's in, I guess it's in the room with that, like, fucking uh, lion statue thing. 
like there's a mural showing how the airbenders learned airbending from the sky bisons that like mm -hmm. there's all these pipes been punched through the faces of this it's almost like the guy who put all the pipes in here went out of his way to like smash out all the faces and replace them with pipes like the, the, the guy could have probably been a little more delicate about how he turned this place into a steampunk bathhouse but yeah yeah, but when you're steampunk, you don't care about that kind of stuff. Yeah, you think you care about aesthetics when you got steampunk? <laughs> no, no, you got a bunch you of priceless watches to smash open. Pipes and gears. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta smash open your grandfather's pocket watches. You can super glue the gear, the little gears inside to your felt hat to, to wear to yeah. the Comic Con. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fucking hate steampunk shit. <laughs> what a <laughs> shitty. Th it's all nothing but aesthetics. There's no world building. It's just the most like. Meh. Anyway, mm -hmm. convention steampunk at least. Maybe there's some steampunk yeah. worlds that are more interesting, but shut up, Bill. Anyway, so fucking Odo shows up. <laughs> well, no, there's like, they're like, oh man, this all sucks. The, the kid's are like, hey, there's one place that hasn't been fucked up yet. So they go there and it's like got statues and stuff. But then a giant racquetball comes through and smashes one of the That's statues. What, yeah. And the guy's like, this old man with... The stupid hair walks through and is like, what are you doing in here? And Aang's like, man, you guys suck ass. And he blasts the wrecking ball off the building. Everybody's kind of just chill with it. Yeah. Nobody really reacts. Well, <laughs> like, oh, shit, you're the Avatar? Oh, man, sorry about this place. Oh, instead, they're like, progress! You think there might be a little more of a... I can see them not being immediately angry with Aang because they... even now, at least, even, even you think even the science guy would be like, the da o you think even Oda would be like, oh, you're an actual <laughs> airbender. Ooh, yeah, yeah so about uh, that. But oh, there's man. not even that, though. But, like, I no. don't know. These people seem to be pretty chill, though. They may have fucked up Aang's, Aang's house, but, like, they're not evil. I mean, that's kind of the whole no. premise of the, uh, the episode is that they're not bad people. That They just did what they could to survive in this place. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he talks about progress and shit and Sokka's into it. Others not so much. Yeah. So the wheelchair kid takes them and shows them a room that should be untouched. And it's got a big airbender lock on it. Well, so they can't get the in there. Is, well, the scene right before this, I mean, when Odo shows up, is this where he actually explains what happened? That like... Yeah, like, I didn't take a note of that. Oh, he just explains that there had been a flood a couple years ago. So he brought his uh, his the, the survivors from his town to come. I don't know why. The Northern Air Temple was like the closest place because it seems like the Northern Air Temple's like it'd be like if we like it'd be like if Portland got flooded and we decided to move up to like Mount um what's 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 the place that blew up Mount Saint Helens Mount it's like if we decided to move to Mount Saint Helens it's like maybe you can find another place like it's kind of weird yeah. so but and and trying to escape the flood his son the wheelchair kid got fucked up so that's why he's in the wheelchair. And now they've all kind of made a refuge in this Northern Air Temple. And he also chopped off three of his fingers while trying to b invent, like, a knife sharpening thing, which never comes back, but it's just a funny joke that he's, like, one of his hands is almost, like, ro like wooden robotic, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. But yeah, so, that's uh, the thing, yeah. The, the, the sun points out that there is one last place in the place that's... In, in the temple that's untouched because precisely because you need to be an airbender to actually get inside, which... Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I want to jump ahead, but like, yeah. No, it's fine. So, uh, if that's so, like, then how does what's yeah. inside the, the room got? They never broached that in the episode. No. Yeah. And he's like, well, I don't want to open. I'm just, I'm going to leave well enough alone. So, so, uh, the dad and Suko go down 
below somewhere using fireflies as lights because they don't make things explode because there's a room full of natural gas that could blow up real good, real bad if the plot needed it to. So, uh, plus you can't smell it or see it. It's real dangerous. Yeah. Oof. Glad to see natural gas exists in the Avatar universe. Kind of a weird thing, but like, whatever, you know. Mm. Um, so, uh, elsewhere, Katara flies on a glider. It's fun. This Wee. is actually, watching this again, I watched this episode twice last night. Well, not twice last night. I watched it once. Actually, <laughs> the moment we finished recording the last episode of Avatar to the Party, I started watching this week's batch of episodes, but then I decided to rewatch them again. Just to have it fresh mm. in my memory. But, watching the episode, when uh, Katara, when she is doing her first little bit of flight, there's a really nice moment of voice acting. Uh, when Katara, she's like pushed off the ledge and she's like screaming. And she says, she's, oh shit! <laughs> she shits her pants. She kind of, she draws a picture of Aang's face in the clouds, but with diarrhea. No, but there's like, like I haven't thought too much about the voice acting in this show. At least not what, like, at least in regards to anything that's not like, you know, oh, hey, it's Odo. But like, um, God, it's, was it Mae Witness? Oh, Mae Witness. Mae Whitman is the voice of Katara. Do you know, do you know who she is? Nope. She, have you ever seen Arrested Development? Yup. Uh, who is George Michael's girlfriend, Egg? The the one that who's kind of they they kind of make fun of being kind of ugly and boring. That is mm. the voice of Katara in this show. But there's yeah. a nice moment where yeah, uh, Katara she's like learned like I can't remember if it's Ang or if it's the other people that are trying to teach her how to fly with like their their gliders. Yeah, and she's just kind of screaming as she's falling. But the scream turns into a laugh as she gets the hang of it and she starts flying around too, which I think. Was a nice bit of like it's a legitimately nice voice acting. You just like this, like, and that must have been hard to do because you're like in a tiny little enclosed like voice acting space, but like you have to scream and laugh. And I don't know, I just little things like that. I'm always kind of like that must be uh when you're a voice actor, that must be something that you put in your portfolio Repertoire. to be like it like you know i can do fun things too it's not just about like i'm playing a character but i can do like like hey, i can i'm screen to a laugh must be pretty difficult i but. can do fun things <laughs> i can be i'm not just as katara i wasn't always just sanctimonious and being like we have to help people but, but anyway so yeah uh katara flies yeah. a little bit yeah and that also makes Aang happy so he's like you know what yeah. i will open that door for you oh i forgot yeah so yeah okay so Sokka elsewhere, yeah. Sokka and the dad do things with science. But there's a weak old egg that stinks in that room, so they gotta find it. <laughs> so clumsy Maybe. plotting, because he is like, this, that <laughs> egg's from last week's launch, and I forgot him. For some reason, he didn't smell it until now, because mm -hmm. Sokka's, like, fucking with some of his papers or something like that, but yeah. yeah. I don't know. So they start looking for it, and they're like, hey, wait a second, stinky stinks. <laughs> Maybe if we made the natural gas stinky stink, we could find if there's a leak by sniffing with our noses. Brilliant. I don't so, understand what this plot thread is doing in this episode. I don't know. And when yeah. they, obviously they're gonna use that for later in yeah, the show. Yeah. When did they have time to do that? I guess a couple weeks takes place. Did they, this is also weird because yeah, I, I, yeah, it's a little clumsy. I know it's a kids show, but it's a mm -hmm. little bit like okay, I don't know. Wait, what? Wait, how much time is passing here? What's going on? Yeah. Um, because especially, so opens... unless they already had a bunch of rotten eggs laying around, yeah, like, that would, oh, presumably, like, there was a, at least have to take, this episode would have to take place over, like, at least a week or two, or... anyway, Aang opens up the fucking door. 
Yeah, there's a whole bunch of Fire Nation shit in there. Oh, no, that old man's making weapons for the Fire Nation. Even his son is like, oh, he's a fucking bullshit. For some reason, the fucking Odo has been manufacturing weapons of war for the, for the Fire Kingdom the whole time he's been there without mm -hmm. anyone else realizing it. And yeah. like, so he's been storing this giant war balloon inside this like room that only an airbender get into. So I, and they never explain how the, 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 the Odo got that stuff in there. Like, I don't get it. I know it's a kid show, but like, it's a little, the plotting is kind of clumsy, but yeah. So anyway, yeah. everyone's pissed off at the at the dad for creating weapons of war for the Fire Nation. Yeah, yeah, he's the Fire Nation's on their way right now, and he's gotta give him weapon. And then some Fire Nation guy shows up and says, "Where's my weapon?" And Aang says, "No, you got no more weapons." And the Fire Nation guy says, "Ooh, I'll be back with my army. It sure would be bad if someone killed me before I was able to do that." Okay, bye, and he leaves. I spent the timing of it is so funny too, because like the moment they confront the dad about the fucking. Uh, the weapons of war. Literally, the fire god, the fire general shows up in an elevator in the room. Like, there's mm -hmm. no thing of like, oh, they're coming. Or like, we have to like, it's just he magically teleports the room and says, you better give me my stuff and I'll be back in five minutes if I don't get it. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's, 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 it's very conveniently plotted, but yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but don't worry about it because they're going to attack the fire nation with balloons. Flammable, flammable balloons. Goo balloons. These mentioned yeah. something about fire bombs, but those never get used. Also, using fire bombs against the Fire Nation. I don't know how much that's gonna help, but a whole tribe of <laughs> Airbenders were not able to beat the Fire Nation. A but dozen a, people. A dozen with, like, kids on gliders bombs. will do it. It like the fucking Yay. monster squad's gonna defeat the yeah. Fire Nation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh -huh. So, so it gets uh, a little they, fucking that, yeah. That starts. They drop goo and shit <laughs> on them. Oh, there's it's a on. whole thing though, but of like how their secret weapon though is gonna be the military balloon that Odo has built, and mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I guess it never worked before. But that like now Odo and fucking Sokka have devised like a little teapot lid for the top of the balloon that can actually allow it to be controlled, so it won't just fly up and down outer space. And mm -hmm. so somehow that's going to help them defeat the Fire Nation. But yeah. as they start this fight against the Fire Nation, Sokka and the water and, and, and the war balloon are nowhere to be seen. So pretty much the whole rest of the episode is just everybody just fighting the Fire Nation. There's a bunch of CGI tanks that mm -hmm. show up. They drop they drop goo and shit on them on and which is easy to do because the Fire Nation has to walk up single file on this <laughs> tiny little path. Just destroy the path they're walking up. The, what are they gonna do? The they're not Earthbenders. I know it's a little yeah, and I guess they have. I like the fact they have these tanks that have grapple hooks that let the tanks kind of like not even like they they, they yeah. Like, and if if you fuck up that grapple hook, they'll shoot <laughs> another one up. No problem. Yeah. Well, the they cool thought of everything. Is, though, like. Uh, if they get flipped or turned upside down, they have middle parts that can, like, flip. Like, the actual cabinet. Yeah, they thought of everything. I thought that was kind of cool, except that I guess that part is relying on water, so uh, the Katara can waterbend that stuff, so that'll fuck up the yeah. too. But yeah. 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 You know. Only a couple, and then they give up, and they're like, okay, we'll run away! Ah! <laughs> oh, Man. yeah. I don't, I don't know who... All the battles in this show so thus far with the Fire Nation make look lamer. The Fire Nation, because they suck. Or the people that are fighting the Fire Nations for not being able to push their shit in, lickety-split. Or, like, take advantage of the fact that, like, once you've got the Fire Nation on the run, keep on pressing your advantage. Don't just assume that you've won. Ah, uh, yeah, it's 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 very Nickelodeon, very kid show, but yeah. Um, and wait, wait, so... wait, this is a kid show? 
Just because oh, no. they have like a lemur monkey quote. Ooh, ooh, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my god. So, but suddenly, like, it looks like all is lost because, of course, mm-hmm. five kids with fart balloons aren't going to be able to take out the fire <laughs> nation. So, like, Sokka yeah. and Odo show up in the war balloon. Yeah. Yeah, and they drop some goo. That somehow like, wow, turns that the tide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they're like, oh no, we need more goo. Wait a second. What is that smell? What is oh, that smelly smell? Oh, I forgot smell? about that, yeah. I smell eggs. Hey, I guess I... we put eggs in there. Look, there's a crevasse that is leaking fart fumes. Let's dump the fire from our yeah, hot they, air they balloon the, in there. Yeah, they take the hot pot from the balloon, just chuck it into, the, into this giant crevasse, I guess, that's filled with natural gas. My and giant everything. crevasse filled with gas. <laughs> everything blows up. Except the good guys. They're ex- so, they're fine. This is legitimately confounding because like this giant almost like nuclear caliber detonation goes off at the base of the yeah. mountain, which looks like it would destroy the fucking temple. But no, mm-hmm. it just magically deletes the bad guys. And then Oh, they're s- dead as hell. <laughs> and then suddenly it just cuts to a scene of everybody like being like, Oh, it's cool. On to the next episode, and it's just like, what? Like, what the hell yeah, just? I... Ha- what did we just see that like, did, like, we don't even really get to see the damage from what that like natural gas exploded. And like, if anything, you'd think the whole side of the mountain would be empty, just spewing natural gas now. But it's just kind of like, ah, it's just yeah, the plotting's not great in this episode. Yeah, yeah. it would have been, you know, it would have been, would have been, would have would have been cool. <laughs> Turning into Norm Macdonald here. What? 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 Yeah. If Aang, if you know, they knew about the natural gas, Aang and Aang ganged it, and Aang, since he's an airbender, would throw it at the Fire Nations, and they use the fire on that to try to stop it, but it would blow up in their face. But just kind of using it as a bomb that you would think would destroy the temple as much as destroy the yeah, none of it makes sense. And but like yeah, the end, it ends with Aang being like, oh, this place is like a hermit crab that you people have moved into, and so. I guess because if they hadn't been there, the, the the whole Northern Air Temple would have just been destroyed or taken over by the Fire Nation. So at least he's like, oh, at least you guys are a better alternative than that. Even though he doesn't say it that way, that seems to be what he's kind of suggesting. Is like, eh, whatever. I guess it's been, but you guys being here is better than this place being rotten or destroyed. So you, I'll... Yeah. Well, I guess he doesn't have the power to say... Like, he can't necessarily evict them, but at least he's like, okay, yeah. I'm cool if you guys want to stay here and that's it. So... And but at the very, very end, the nasty oh. Fire Nation men find a balloon and says, "Man, we're gonna fuck then use the hell out of this balloon." Because yeah, we forgot to mention that like the fucking war balloon that Sokka and and Odo were using. Uh, oh, yeah, once yeah. they throw the engine out of it and throw it into the gas leak, uh, they almost crash, but then Aang comes by and saves them. So the air balloon, which you think they would have thought to like try to like, I guess, I guess it's an old time air balloon. It's not gonna come with like a Star Trek stuff. It's, self-destruct mechanism but you would yeah. think to like destruct because like you don't want to you're, you're essentially you know you're if by just abandoning it you're you're leaving it to the fucking fire nation hands and so which you don't want to do which does turn out to be a problem in the future but boom 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 yeah now the fire nation has a working hot air balloon prototype which doesn't sound that threatening because what do you know especially as a firebender you can only shoot fire so far and if you're up in the air with with a I guess you could still drop bombs, but, like, if you're just, like, shooting fire, but you're, like, 300, 300 feet above people's heads, you really can't do that much damage. You're just kind of, like, shooting mm-hmm. fire into the air. I don't know, but, yeah, whatever. Uh, um, but then it's the water bending master. Oh, fuck, they're finally at the North Pole after two days straight of flying. It's... But they can't find the water tribe. 
But don't worry, the Water Tribe finds them. Finally, here at the last of the last three episodes, book one, <laughs> Water, of Avatar The Last Airbender actually becomes about water. Yeah. Yay, Yay we did it! Yay, they're finally up here, yeah. So, the Firemation elsewhere explains, uh, that man, that ain't some ordinary water. It's super dangerous to follow the Avatar to the North Pole. We're gonna need a massive invasion for in force. They sure did flip-flop on, uh, caring about the Avatar, huh? Yeah, dude, that's another thing with the first episode about who needs what and stuff. Yeah, uh, cause it's Admiral Zhao who's been kind of the closest thing to a consistent bad guy throughout the show. Uh, yeah. so, if, I mean, Zuko, but, like, Zuko's been off on his own. Admiral Zhao's been the one who's, like, he's the one who's actually been consistently trying to capture the Avatar the whole time. Yeah, he's like, we need to rally the troops, we're gonna go fuck up and invade the, 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 the Northern Water Tribe. Yeah. Um... Yeah, but the heroes, they show up at the uh, Northern Water Tribe. Turns out, yeah. even though the Southern Water Tribe was literally just like three huts in the dirt. Hey, what the fuck is wrong with the Southern Water Tribe? Are they okay? <laughs> are they are they inbred? What's going on you here? You thought that would have been Egg's first thing when he turns around and says, this is the Northern Water Tribe? What the hell's wrong with the Southern Water Tribe? Like, did Hey, y'all, su are you guys Southern, Southern Water they Tribe? You know what I'm talking about over here, yeah? There's one or two things where people kind of refer to like, them as rubes from the Southern Water Tribe, and they are absolutely correct. <laughs> this makes the fucking Southern Water Tribe look like a fucking, like, they, they can't even afford a Piggly Wiggly while these guys are, like, living in this fucking, <laughs> it's this fucking Wizard of Oz Emerald City of Ice that they're living mm -hmm. with, with channels and gates and bridges and different mm -hmm. neighborhoods and shit like that and the fucking, no wonder the Southern Water Tribe was practically eradicated from the face of this earth because they only have three huts. Anyway, yeah. but yeah, so it's a nice, huge, white, beautiful city that's super giant, fucking sexist, Giant I walls guess. and shit. Yeah, like giant, th giant thick ice walls that can yeah. Which even that fucking firebending nation at the beginning is all like, we're gonna, we need a giant army to take down the, the Northern Water Tribe because their fortress is just fucking huge. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a girl with actual character design and white hair, so you know she's important. <laughs> These again. So what's about more than five minutes? Yeah. Yeah, she's super high. You see her slide whistle when Zuko looks at her. Yeah, Princess Yue. Mm hmm. So, uh. Elsewhere, Uncle sings a song as. And his crew dances, Zuko's crew, and the Admiral shows up, and he's like, Haha, I am sinister, and then that scene ends. Is that the scene where he shows up? Oh, they're just on the- He just shows up, on the so bridge they're like, the dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, he hasn't figured out the Blue Spirit stuff, yeah. yeah. No. Um, so, uh, they throw a feast for the Ding Dang Avatar, and also, his daughter is now 16, and she can get married. It's of marrying age. Well, that's an odd thing to throw in there. Happy birthday, darling. She can now get married. She can officially be porked forever, yeah. That's I forgot weird. about this. There's... I I only remember what happens eventually in the end of Princess U. I forgot, like, about this fucking dynasty-caliber fucking... Oh, she's engaged to someone else. When she says she was engaged, I thought it meant... I, I misremembered it as her being engaged to, like, the water spirit or something like that. No, mm. there is drama. The, half of this episode is just like... She's like a nun. I'm married to Jesus. Yeah, it's a thing where, like, Sokka tries to come up to her and tries to mack on her. Like, this, maybe this is not going sequentially, but this is the dynamic of what happens in this episode where, yeah, Sokka wants to get on with her. And they actually... she He seems to actually get along well with Princess Yue. But whenever he's talking about, like, he tries to make things romantic, 
she's like, I like you, but I can't do it because I can't tell you why. What? Yeah. And like, it just that kind of artificial bullshit stretching out of stuff. Where she mm-hmm. just kind of just said, hey, I'm 16, I'm engaged with this other guy, we're going to get married next week, it can't happen. Just fucking, I know it's a kid's show, and so you have to stretch the shit out, but just fucking, yeah, I hate this fucking artificial plot padding, and this, yeah, Avatar does it too, unfortunately, but yeah. Yeah. Oh. God damn it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the Admiral takes on, takes all of Zuko's crew from him, and, because he's a very petty little bitch. Yeah. Uh, he also sees some swords on Zuko's wall in his room, this is a and stretch. just assumes, assumes that's got he think only the blue spirit has swords. If so Zuko's got to be this. I mean, his assumption is correct, but what a wild assumption to see two swords on somebody's wall and say, "Hey, that guy." Yo. If there had been anything else suggest linking, like even if like the blue spirit had like like a Hello Kitty charm at the end of one of the pobbles on one of his swords <laughs> or something, then like. Yeah. In that previous episode, they had like Admiral Zhao had noticed that, and so he would notice it. Something, but it's just yo, you have swords on your wall. That means you must be the Blue Spirit. Like what? Mm-hmm. And it's not like even it matters anything to the plot there, because it's like that doesn't do anything. Like it's just no. Uh, yeah. So, well, that scene I, ends. Yeah. 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 So, uh, the next morning, they gotta go learn from waterbending from the local asshole, who's Master real dingus. Yeah. Eh. Hey man, you get to train the Avatar. You should probably like be more hype about. It. I don't understand all these old fucking douchebag masters of you know the Fire Master and the this guy that they've run into, and they're all like, Bleh. yeah, Master Paco. I don't want to this... train. You gotta get to train the Avatar, especially in this situation where you're like this, like the Avatar is the only thing standing between you. Does the rest of the world know yet that, like, the Fire Nation means to, like, destroy or, like, at least rule the world? I mean, the, Seems like it, but the, they, unless they don't. I, because you think fucking Paku would be like, this fucking John Carpenter-looking motherfucker, 80 years old, is all like, uh, yeah, it's, it makes it sound like it's just a bother. And then, of course, things get exacerbated when, like, because fucking Aang's like, okay, well, my friend Katara from the Southern Water Tribe, she wants to train with us, too. And he, is this the scene right here, like, where he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm not going to train a girl? Yeah. Like, in the Northern Water Tribe, our women, they have to go learn healing magic. Yeah. And so Katara's just like, what the fuck? Which is yeah. a little bit weird that, like, this is the first time Katara's ever hearing about the Northern Water Tribe being sexist. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it, do they have any communication with the Southern Water Tribe? Like, are they enti- two it, entirely different, like, cultures? Like, what's going on here? And my next note was, it's fine. Just learn from Aang once he learns well, it, and then show that stupid asshole you learned it anyway. It takes they the whole episode for them to figure that out, but that's what they eventually forgot on doing, yeah, so. Somehow Sokka did manage to get a date on a bridge with the princess. And he scores that. He's like, hey, want to meet up with me on that bridge later tonight? And she's like, Okay. And so, she says okay, uh, even though she knows what's... Ha- he obviously has a yeah. crush on her, but she obviously she can't obviously... It's fucking padding, yeah. It's not great. And back on the Fire Nation stuff, the Admiral hires uh, the pirates from previous episodes to follow Zuko. Well, not to follow Zuko, he just says, hey, Zuko. Yeah, bum, bum, You don't bum. know what they're gonna do yet. Yeah. And, um, uh... So, Katara goes to be sad and learn healing. Brr. So the lady healer recognizes her grandma's necklace, it, or her mom's necklace that gave her, and that was Katara's neck. Grandma's necklace, and that mean 
she was gonna get married, but then she got the fuck out of this northern water tribe place and went to the much, much cooler, much more uh, busy southern water tribe. How bad How was bad? her life? Holy <laughs> she shit. She was like, man, I'm gonna go live in a cave, well, a nice cave. Oh my god. Well, we know how bad it is, but yeah. yeah. Well, especially but, who uh, she was engaged to, Jesus Christ, yeah. yeah. Pirates sneak on Zuko's boat when all his crew leaves and his uncle goes for a walk. Oh, and they man. drop some blasting jelly and they blow it all up. They just blow... That ship just gets detonated. And it just happens to be like five minutes beforehand. Uncle Iroh, he had to, he, he had to do, go do something on the shore. So I guess Zuko yeah. was literally the last person left alive on the ship. And yeah. he figures out that it's about to explode literally just a second and a half before it goes off. He jumps ah. out the window as there's an explosion. And in the distance, Uncle I'm, Iroh sees the ship blow up, and he's like, Zuko! I'm starting to think. I'm starting to suspect that Admiral might be kind of a jerk. Yeah, he be kind of a butthole. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and, yeah. It's, I had to rewind some of this, too, because I was like, some of the developments that get unveiled later, I was like, wait, really? Wait, how is this playing out? But, yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Avatar to gets better. Um, this uh, is trying one. to assassinate a master firebender with fire doesn't seem like the greatest plan. Also, I, I mean, know. I guess the sheer force of the explosion would be as much as... The, but yeah, I thought for a moment... Like, again, I hadn't seen this in a while. So I thought for a moment that, like, oh, is this, like, Zuko's gonna, like, shh, like, absorb the blast or, like, redirect the blast or something? Like, no, he just gets blown... Well, we don't see why... He, he seems to kind of get blown out the window, and then mm. we don't see anything until, for, like, 15 minutes later, and we see that, oh, no, he actually just got a couple cuts on his face, and that was it. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Sokka goes and meets the princess on the bridge, but when she sees what a terrible job he did carving a fish, she's like, <laughs> I made is... a mistake, and runs away. Yeah, that it. tracks. That makes sense. I do love He's like, it's a bear. And then she's like, no, turn around. It's a fish. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> that is cute. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, back is that in the it? Room, it's just that, 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 that's the yep, thing, that's yeah. it. Back in their, their joint room, just they grumble about it. And when Katara and Aang mentioned to him that the master won't came, won't train her, he says something smart. It's like Aang can just teach you. But then she's like, "Let's do it right now!" So they go out there and they do. But it turns out that old master's creeper peeping on them, staring at them from the bridge in the middle of the night. And he's like, "Hey." You can't teach her, nerd, and now I won't teach you. Nah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not like the fate of the whole fucking world depends it's on this, you old idiot. Like I said, the future, the rest of the show gets much better about, like, setting the stakes and letting you know who knows what's going on in the world. But this just makes Master Paku just seem like a, like, and especially, like, eventually this gets brought in front of, like, the Water Nation fucking council and someone says like oh we can't force master Paku to train you and it's like motherfucker this why is not like, why not like seriously like maybe they don't know that the fire nation is on their way right now to come invade them but like yeah. the whole premise of the show is that there's been this like hundred year war between everyone else and the rest of the fire nation like and like you've got this kid who's your last hope at repelling the fire nation fucking train the kid like it's like ah uh, yeah mm -hmm. i yeah, like I said, Avatar gets better after this, but this is definitely it's it's a little bit sucks that like a lot of the lead up for the finale for the first season is very mushy plotting. Yeah, mm. 
So the king's like, hey, uh, yeah, he, he probably, you know, he'll probably start training Aang again if you apologize for him. And he's like, I'm waiting, little girl. And she's like, man, I'm gonna kick your fucking ass. Let's go outside right now. Let's roll, you piece of shit. I I'll do kick like your she says, ass. I will, like, let's fight. Let's fucking get it done with. And she's not even like, I don't even think, I'm not even expecting to beat you, but just on principle, I just need to try, at least try to kick your ass. Fuck this yeah. noise, yeah. Yeah. But he won't fight her. He just walks by and tells her to go back to the healing hut with the other women where she belongs. She whips him in the back of the head with some water and they start to battle. Yeah. Hey, this guy gets a happy-ish ending. That's not cool. Yeah, no, this guy... Like, I don't like it. I he guess doesn't get any comeuppance. Where's that? There's nothing about him being like... Does he even apologize for any of this later? It's just no. like, oh, he just agrees to teach her. Well, there's the yeah. twist. She has to disappear for a while. You don't know what happened. Well, they have this fight. And then, like, the fight ends... God, what what's the plot in here? Because, like, I realize the way so this whole... So they fight. They go back and forth for a while. Yeah. Actually, Katara manages to hold her own a little bit. Like, yeah. she doesn't... Like, for someone who claims he... not to know much about water, he bending, gets she does her pretty well. He all yeah. spiky-deed up and, and trapped, and it cuts her necklace off, and he's like, oh. Hey, I made that necklace! Oh, I love that lady so much! And instead of being <laughs> like, oh... Instead of being like, I understand why my grandma went, ran away. You're a piece of shit. She's like, oh, she just couldn't live with your rigid customs and your and and, and stuff that's in the North Pole. You know, it's 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 the it's the customs here that made my grandma not run away. Not because she didn't want to marry this dingus. Yeah, that's not good. It's bad. It's yeah. yeah. Avatar do better. <laughs> but yeah, Avatar do better. So. Uh, <sighs> The princess cries and runs away. So Sokka follows her. Is like, I get it. You're a princess. I'm nobody. But uh, you, so 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 long. But then she kisses him. This is maybe... this is the biggest problem I had with this episode. Was so like you have this moment where it seems like Katara and Master Paku are gonna have like some kind of reconciliation or something like that. But because they want to make that a big reveal there, for some reason they make uh, Princess Yue just suddenly cry in the middle of the scene. And so Sokka has yeah. to go chasing after her. And it's mm -hmm. never explained why she just suddenly decides this mo at this moment to have a because, breakdown. Because, see, that guy was talking about being engaged at one time. Oh, is that what it was? Oh, I didn't even that. She's engaged, yeah. Oh, she's so, so she's like, hi, maybe that fish carving was better than I thought, but it turns out <laughs> she does like him a lot, but they can't be together because she's engaged. Yeah. Oh, we also passed this chronologically in the middle of this scene. It cuts to, um, fucking, I guess... Best fucking uh fucking Uncle Iroh is now on one of General Zhao's ships, and he mm -hmm. bumps into a fucking Firebender sol sol soldier, who is now it's fucking Zuko in disguise, and yeah. Zuko and fucking Iroh are like, our plan is working, we'll talk later, <laughs> and I'm like, what plan? Zuko almost got oh, blown yeah. up, and like it's never explained. Like, they that was a trick. They that was part of a plan. Yeah, the, that, there's like... a point where the uncle has tea with the admiral, and the admiral keeps being like, I mean, <laughs> he's got a bad poker face. He's like, oh, he I'm is, so sorry yeah. to hear about your nephew. <laughs> oh, man, what? very, very sad. <laughs> and then he's, the uncle's like, oh, I know who did it. It was those pirates. Well, I guess I'll join you now and not chase those, put my energy into chasing down those pirates and murdering them. Yeah, but it's never no, explained whatever. that, like... Because that's such, I actually went back to see if there's any like they lay any track to, like the idea that like Sokka and or that uh, uh, Zuko and Iroh would suspect that Zhao might try to kill Zuko, but no, it's just it seems like a legit like assassination attempt that Zuko or Iroh don't legitimately don't see coming, 
to the mm -hmm. point that, like, yeah, you see Iroh see the ship get exploded, and he's like, oh my god, Zuko! Like, legitimately, there's no one else around, there's no reason why he has to pretend to be for this to be a surprise. But then suddenly, in the next scene, those two characters are together, and they're trying to make it act like this has all been part of a plan that they've had. And yeah. so, I just confused. Maybe the plan is just, like, like, I guess they, like, in an off-screen bit, I guess Iroh went back and, like, like, rescued Zuko... And they came up with the plan for Zuko, because now that everyone thinks he's dead, maybe the, well, the plan they're referring to is that Zuko will infiltrate Admiral Zhao's army just as a random Fire Nation soldier. But, like, even then, that's not much of a thing, because then we just see the, like, ah, whatever. I think just he just dumb. wants to get close to the he North just wants Pole. To get, he just wants to go to the North Pole, and he can't do it yeah. if he's Zuko, so he's just going to pretend to be a rando, so he could just, like, get off the ship, and that's essentially what happens in the next episode. But yeah. it just kind of, what? Yeah. Again, it's yeah. a sloppy, mushy plotting. Yeah, and uh, Katara's way too understanding towards the old sad master man. Says her grandma left because she didn't want the old customs to run her life. Oh, uh, yeah. All that, and um, oh, I did that, so whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah, she says she's engaged, <laughs> which you think her weird dad that said, now she's of marrying age, would have mentioned that when he announced her that she's 16. It's also weird because so I just realized day. it's also a little weird because, like, she's Princess Yui. She's dressed all kind of fancy, like, and I guess her dad is this rando, like, general in the fire in the, in the water tribe army. Like, mm. you think if she's a princess, she, like that dude would be a king. Yeah, he's. I'm pretty sure he's a king. But they never really make. I don't. Do they ever? I don't. Know, but anyway, I but, think so. Yeah. Okay. So the next day, the old man trains Katara too. See, not sexist anymore. Yay! Oh, and, then, and there's the thing of then, like, yeah. Well, the, well, well, Aang shows up and he's like, okay, let's train. And then Katara shows up, and Paku's all like, Oh, why is she here? And he's and Katara's like, Oh, I'm sorry, Master Paku, I'm late. And he's like, Oh, you're late, now I'm training you, wah, wah, it's cute. Yeah. And, like, mm. the whole subterfuge with, like, it's just a little... They just wanted to have a big funny twist thing at the end. Also, we should have also pointed out, Princess Yue and Sokka kiss before oh, yeah. she runs away and is all like, I'm betrothed to someone else! And that's, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, also the Fire Nation has a massive fleet and is going to attack the Avatar in boats to attack Waterbender. You think that would be a little with more... With boats that float in the water. You think? Because, like, when, when, the, when the Water Nation is looking out at this, like, this fucking naval, naval fleet coming their way, you think they would be like... They, they established... <laughs> Did they realize who they're attacking on what surface? They, like, yeah, they established in the Jet episode that when... Benders combine their powers, like like Aang and her did, to get the steam to rise. You out can of the do ground. some crazy they shit. They become yeah. more powerful. So what? What? You've presumably got thousands it hurts of my water head. It hurts my head that they don't apply that in the next two episodes at all. There's one bit where like. I don't know, do we even go... Is that even how the next episode starts? Well, there's, there's like half... Like a th first third of the next episode is everyone just like kind of realizing that Soot is falling and that, so that must mean yeah. that's... The Fire Nation na Navy is drawing near because like, I guess that's just Soot from their engines. And so everyone... They bang a drum, yeah. everyone starts getting ready to fight. Yeah, we'll get there. Because first, Katara's super cool now and she's real good at water bending. All the other students are real... Real dweebs, can't beat her. 
Sokka and the princess go on a romantic date with Appa. Oh, but that's then they notice the ash yeah. ring from the sky. The Fire Nation approaches. It'll be one for a history's book. Not like that time Uncle really donked it up and fucked everything. Oh, they make mention. Also, I think they also mentioned earlier that like fucking. Oh God, I don't. Know. Is it this episode of the previous one where? Oh yeah, fucking Zhao is all like, oh yeah, you fucked things up at, at Bossing Say, mm -hmm. and. That'll become more of a thing later. I was gonna mention another mm. plot point. They actually suddenly drop a hint about something in one of these episodes too. But like, well, you know, we'll talk about that again someday. But anyway, but yeah, fucking Princess Yue and, and fucking Sokka are like flying around while yeah, yeah, the bad guys. Are Uncle meets up with Zuko and is like, "What's your plan?" He's like, "I don't." So then the princess <laughs> and Sokka have that fantastic whole, I can't see drama. You. <laughs> yeah. I can't see you anymore. I'm engaged. <sighs> Running away because her duty's so important to her people. Oh, and the king Yay. calls his family together, and various faces we've seen flash on screen, and including one we have never seen before. It's a dude. I wonder who she could be engaged to. Mm. Yeah. So the king needs people to go on a dangerous mission. And since Sokka's sad now, he'll go volunteers to go along with some other cannon fodder. And is this the Whoa. scene where he's like painting blood on everyone's faces or whatever? Like, mm-hmm. So later, the Fire Nation attacks by launching fire from a distance at these massive ice walls, which shouldn't can't they just repair them with water? Yeah, especially because we've seen that the waterbenders literally the only waterbending we can't see. Can't they just make their walls taller? <sighs> It's literally the only water taller. Well, so taller. Fucking, well, <laughs> well, taller? we're gonna see some masterful people working together to do masterful water bending here in a bit because, uh, Aang, he hops on fucking Appa. He goes out and he's he's gonna try to fuck up a bunch of, uh, Fire Nation ships manually. He's like destroying their their uh, trebuchets and shit like that, and causing yeah. the trebuchets to shoot into other ships and stuff like that. And he comes back. He's like, oh, I'm too hard. It is hard, too hard. Oh, I destroyed a dozen chips, but even that's just a drop in the bucket. There's so many. But I'm just chips. a kid. But you do see the one time the waterbenders do anything throughout the entire finale of the season. You see like three canoes of waterbenders like mm -hmm. use their waterbending to kind of like turn the ice, turn the water below one ship into ice and lift it up out of the water, which that, that is a callback to. We did see that the Fire Nation ship in the ice at the Southern Water Tribe that mm. were like Aang and Sokka, or uh, Aang and uh, Katara snuck into and actually set off the random fireworks that that, sh that ship was fitted with that called Zuko over to them and kind of kickstarted the plot of the whole oh, yeah. series. Like, it was in the ice Did like that. But like, this is the only time in the entire finale with all there. these waterbenders, we see the waterbenders There's actually so do anything. There's so many that, things like, they could do. They could open the water underneath the ships and have them fall down and then close it. All like kinds they're fucking like the fucking Moses and the Israelite, or that the, the Egyptians are chasing him and smush him and smash him. You think you could, could just you fucking... could freeze the water around them and just That's, have it crawl up the sides? That would have been the simplest thing. Would have been just to freeze the surface of the ice between them and the Fire Nation. So the Fire Nation, the most they could do is use their trebuchets to just sh 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 shoot fire from a distance, and that's it. Be yes, but that that just. It's just weird, but instead I mean, they just be hiding behind their giant walls. It's so aggravating. Spoilers: the show does seem to get a little more of a budget in future seasons, so there's actual more bigger warfare stuff. Like, like mm. there, there's more potential. It could have been entirely just a budget thing, but like, but still, it's just, yeah, it's a little lame. But so, yeah, so that all happens. Nang goes <laughs> back and whatever. So Sokka's on a mission. Sokka's mission 
is with some other dudes to infiltrate the boats and pose as Fire Nation people. There's some stuffy dude in there. It's impossible to tell if he's important to the plot or not. He, it's impossible to tell if he's the one that's going to be engaged to the princess. This guy oh, looks like he's engaged Logan. to the princess. There's brown-haired Logan Paul who's all like, oh yeah, we yes. captured the Fire Nation troops like 100 years ago, so we have these uniforms that we could use to sneak on board the ships and like Sokka's like you guys have not actually seen Fire Nation troops in 100 years right he's like that those they don't use those uniforms anymore they're like much more streamlined now and that's when he gets into a fight with a guy who he figures it out that that's yeah UE's betrothed and this guy's a total fucking knucklehead yeah yeah and it's almost nighttime, and the waterbenders draw their powers from the moon, and it's basically full tonight. So Uncle's like, hey, we should probably stop our attack and just hang out. Then why didn't you attack it? You daw, you idiots! You ruined the element of surprise, but you should roll it up at, at sunset it and be like, like, hey, let's start our attack now. But Admiral Zao says something about, I have a, I have a plan to deal with that moon issue, and like, yeah. to, to Iris' credit, he's like... Okay, that's kind of a weird thing to say. Deal with the moon, but yeah. 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 So Aang flies back. He's like, man, I took out a dozen ships, but there's so many more. I just can't do it. I'm just one kid. So Uncle says goodbye to Zuko, who's sneaking away on a canoe. And he says, uh, ever since I lost my own son that we've never mentioned before, I think of you as my own kid, and I care about you. Yeah. And then that scene ends. It is not then- nice because, like, like... Yeah, it shows their affection towards each other. Yeah, and Zuka can't quite bring himself to like he's even twitching at, at the when 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 Iroh equates him with as being his own son and like you you can see that that actually does mean a lot to, to Zuko. But then he goes off and is like, yeah, it's funny because Zuko's a guy. He's got this like well, I forgot about it until watching it now. But he's got like this like snow camouflage on because he's essentially just in a white version of his normal outfit. I guess yeah. it's actually kind of a white version of the Blue Spirit outfit without the Blue Spirit mask. But but anyway, he's going to go off, and I guess while everyone else is distracted, he's going to go try to kidnap Aang. Yeah. So, while sharpening axes next to each other, Sokka and the dork engagement guy get into an argument, because the dork is talking about a choice cut to meet the princesses, oh, God, yeah. and Sokka says she's wasted on an asshole like you. And he responds with, you're just a simple root from the southern tribe. What would you know of the political complexities of our life? Who talks like that? How old is this <laughs> that guy? That is some Anakin Skywalker, is he George Lucas. What is this? It's fucking yeah. And I do like. And then he like, says after that, no offense. What are you? What are you doing? What are I do you love that the, that the guy is like. We have to go fight like Admiral Chow, and like Sokka's like, it's Admiral Zhao, you fucking asshole. And that's so how that scene ends. Sokka attack. Yeah. No, Sokka attacks him, and then oh, he's separated. And the, the king is like, Sokka, you're off the mission. And then oh, they, no. everybody else leaves. Oh, no. So Zuko is trying to get past that giant ice wall, swimming around. Notices yeah, this some sealed a... thing. He notices some sealed turtle things go underwater and says, <laughs> where are they going? They must come up for air somewhere. I mean, sure, they can hold their breath for up to eight minutes. That's because they are like, yeah, just... that's <laughs> like blue whales have to come up for air eventually, but they don't have to yeah. do that for two weeks at a time. Like, yeah, yeah. I man, do kinda like, Zuko, come on. I almost wonder <laughs> if a little bit of this opening yourself. scene is like Metal Gear Solid, because it's totally like mm-hmm. the, yeah, the, with, with Zuko and White, like, yeah, fucking running around the, yeah. yeah. He's just eventually, unless he sneaks into the Northern Water using the fucking turtle seal holes and there's a one moment where he comes out of where they come out from and he kind of pets them on the head and they look a little agitated at him well, that was kind of funny but yeah mm-hmm. anyway so elsewhere the princess and ang talk and and katara talk about how the moon was the first waterbender and the spirits and blah 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 and why it's the the moon makes the water tribe more powerful why aren't they why are they just sitting there why aren't they attacking the fire nation right now what is all this seriously because now it's a full moon 
It's enough that the Fire Nation is scared to get closer, but now everyone's just gonna sit on their asses waiting for the Fire Nation to attack the next morning? When, what are they doing? What is this like? Even by the old rules that they just established in this episode, it makes no sense what's happening. Oh, the Fire Nation, the, the Water Nation just deserves to get destroyed. It's just, yeah, it's maddening. But... Again, the show gets so. better about playing by these rules. Like, this is... You know, if it, uh. go back to the past Avatar episodes and see how many times you say, it gets better. By the end of the first season, it gets perfect. Now, at the end of the first season, I'm like, it gets better than this. By the middle of the third season, the next season, I'm going to be, it gets better than the middle of the second season. Like, yeah, I'm going to put, I'm going to be moving that goalpost for the next two, two seasons. <laughs> Jesus so. Christ, but yeah. So, Aang can talk to spirits. He did it that one time with that panda thing, thingamabobber. Oh, so maybe yeah, he can talk to the water back. spirit. Yeah. So the princess has an idea, and they follow her. She takes him to the center of the spiritual energy of this area of the world. It's a warm little grass area with a pond and a fish. It's got a mm -hmm. tiny got little Chuck E. Cheese door. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Aang sits down to meditate. And then uh, elsewhere, Zuko bursts out of water, warms himself up with his fire breath. And then he climbs, in th climbs a waterfall. And it turns out... Uh, Sokka was taken off elsewhere again. It turns out Sokka was taken off the mission by the king for selfish reasons. He wants him to guard his daughter. Shouldn't like a powerful waterbender be doing that? This this guy, he's not yeah. a bender or anything. He's just kind of cool. He's got a boomerang I, and that's it. But yeah. He's also, got a dweebo does, haircut from the 90s. He not realize that like, Sokka's like, got a crush on her and has been all openly confronting her uh, her betrothed like who I don't know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, uh, Suko swims through a cave, finds his way into a city, and elsewhere, Egg, and then that's just to let you know he's in the city. Aang looks at fish that turn into a yin yang symbol, and now he's all glowing in, in the spirit world. But oh no, Zuko is there! How did he find them? This place was he's hidden just... behind a tiny little Narnia door. What? The, uh, he, had this, the... he had a whole city to search, but somehow he knew exactly where they were. This happens several times where they have shown that the only way into this fucking little cave with these little fish is this tiny little fucking Chuck E. Cheese doggy door. But people keep teleporting into that room without anyone else realizing it? Mm -hmm. It's fucking maddening, yeah. But I forgot the whole thing is like, yeah, Aang is trying to look for the water and ocean spirits. He doesn't realize that the fish in front of him in the pond are the spirits. So he goes into his avatar state, and so he go, like, which I guess sends him to the spirit world. And yeah, then he just masturbates for a while. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's literally the moment he goes into the avatar state. That's when Sokka just teleports into the room. Like, and he's standing like right there, and the only person left in there is Katara's forced to. Because, like, yeah, because, yeah, uh, yeah, Zuko shows up. Because, uh,. Aang can't be disturbed while he's in the Avatar state. Uh, fucking, yeah, Katara is forced to fight Zuko by himself. By herself. Yeah. 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 That's what and it she, is. And uh, he almost gets Aang at one point, but then he gets frozen against a wall. But when Daybreak hits, he snorts, which melts the ice, because you rise with the moon, I rise with the sun. Sure, I guess we can just retcon all that now, whatever. Okay. Yeah, and actually, there's something that Katara does in the later episode where she freezes a firebender in ice. That mm -hmm. seems to... I guess the thing is... it's uh, This is something that... The, I don't think the show ever brings this up again. The idea that the simple... That, like... like the, the idea that, like, waterbenders would just be inherently more powerful at night and that firebenders would be more inherently powerful during the day. 
never really gets brought up again because that does kind of bring up a lot of crunchy issues about like who's more powerful at what given time like it, w- it would make the the time of day so much a factor in the plotting that it get, yeah. never gets brought up again and it's never really that much of an issue except for here because the moment like in the middle of their fight when Zuko needs to escape being frozen in ice I guess it just magically also, becomes daybreak it doesn't like slowly well, becomes also, daybreak like the sun just pops up and now he's like bro I'm gonna get out and yeah the, the sun, I don't know how it works in this universe, but the sun and the moon don't, like, <laughs> they're not perfectly aligned where one sets as one rises. And in fact, actually, the, like, even within this episode, we saw as the sun was beginning to set, the moon was already in the sky because they're like, oh, hey, it's a full moon. Yeah. Like, we, we need to back off because the waterbenders will be so powerful. And they show the moon. And so, like, exactly, even in this world, sometimes both bodies are in the sky at the same time. It's... Yeah. So he knocks her down and takes Aang and runs off as the Fire Nation storm the Water Nation because they didn't bother rebuilding their ice walls at all, even though they had all the supplies right there in front they had, of them. They had tons of water they could have the, Supposedly at the apex of their powers and nobody bothered, bothered to do it. Because you saw like right. five of them open a hole in the wa- in the ice wall to get through at the start of the episode. Uh, poopy de butts, yeah. Poopy de butts. So, um... Katara wakes up and she explains to Saga and the princess who are now there that Aang is gone. He's getting a piggyback ride through the snow from Zuko, who's just walking randomly towards who knows what. Does he's he know just, where he's going? He he's doesn't seem to at all. Blizzard. He fucking he runs into the robot from Santa Claus Conquers the Martians and that's it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, because you think he would know that like, okay, well, I guess now there's suddenly a blizzard that's kicked in, but it's very localized to wherever, wherever Zuko is because this blizzard doesn't is not seen anywhere else on the glacier where all the rest of the show is taking place. And so he just wanders off into the blizzard while everyone else, because like we see like, cause the whole, the the sun and the moon are such important plot elements that there's not a single cloud in the sky for anything else happening in the show. But for some reason he's up on the glacier where there's a fucking, ah, yeah, it's yeah. Avatar last ever better people. It's perfect. There's not a single problem with the show. What are you talking about? (laughs) Part two, part two. Is this so the they last the... episode? Yeah. Okay. They leave, yeah. The, they leave the monkey at the spirit pool in case Aang comes back. <laughs> what the fuck is in... the monkey gonna do in case? I don't know. What? Yeah, I don't know. I Say He's gonna play a stupid little ringtone of people. So they search <laughs> for Zuko and Aang in the snow in the spirit realm. Aang, Aang finds a monkey meditating. Tells him chase the light, which he does. Which eventually he falls in some water, and the reflection of the old avatar is there in the water. Back oh, Avatar regular. Roku, the last Fire Nation fucking Avatar, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, so back in the regular world, Zuko runs away from breaking ice, caving in, and all this shit to reach a cave where he ties Aang up. And back in the spirit world, Aang is like, hey, I need to talk to those moon and ocean spirits. And the master's like, oh, man, that sounds hard, but there is one spirit here that might help you. It's Ko, the face stealer. But he's dangerous, as evident by the name, the face stealer. <laughs> He's not the so face you... borrower, face no. polite asker to borrower. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh. when you talk to him, gotta make sure you show no emotion at all. None of those emotions. None of those silly anime faces they try to draw on you sometimes, but haven't done it for like eight episodes. No, just what keep you, it serious. What if you made such a chibi face that Code the Face Dealer is like, what the hell? What is, <laughs> that, what is that face about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. So uh, elsewhere, Zuko talks to Aang who's still in his avatar, the, the, the spirit realm, but he talks to his body and is like, yeah, my life sucks. My sister's life is way better. She's a fire-pending prodigy. Dad says she was born lucky and I was lucky to be born. 
Boy, my dad's great. Oh, I sure would like to get his respect again. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Can you believe I haven't mentioned my sister till now? Wow, that's weird, huh? Well, I wonder what she looks like. I wonder when she'll show up. Oh, I should also point out, I forgot. This is the one bit of trivia about these episodes. Uh, Master Paku is actually the first character you see in every episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. He's the waterbender in the opening credits where, you know, it's like water, air, mm. earth. And spoilers for the end of this episode where you get to see uh, Zuko's sister shows up. She's the firebender in the opening credits, too. So, uh -huh. And we've actually seen that character before, out even outside of the opening credits. But we'll maybe we'll talk about that next week. But yeah, oh. so. So, uh... But yeah, it is fire, very much fire like, Nation. I've got an important sister character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Fire Nation keeps attacking the Ice Kingdom. Uh... And just rolling over, just, just fucking, so, so, just, so yeah. embarrassing for the, the for the Water Nation. It's just fucking. Absolutely. I'm surprised it's not the Benny Hill music playing over the fucking Water Nation's attempts <laughs> uh -huh. to rebuff the Fire Nation. Yeah. But Uncle reminds the Admiral to deal with them before the full moon, and also uh, the 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 engagement dork guy. The, the princess this is, is betrothed. This is a good shows point. up and is like, I'll show you, Admiral Hood! And tries to attack him but just gets thrown off. Then I guess he dies. I guess he dies because we never see him again and it's never no. brought up. But I do like this is the fruition of their plan to infiltrate maybe, the Fire Nation. Is just him attacking maybe Admiral Maybe next Zhao. time don't announce yourself, you idiot. Yeah, well, it's also a funny thing when he attacks Admiral Zhao after yelling his name. And he says, like, I've come for you. And he, he fucks up Admiral Zhao's name again. He calls him, like, Admiral Chu or something like that. Yeah, and Zhao just throws him off the bridge and I guess he dies. And then he tells Iroh that, like, once a long time ago he found a magic library. Where he mm -hmm. found out that, like, the moon and ocean spirits can be like for some reason yeah, they he like found a scroll one time so he knows they're real and can kill them okay. yeah that they can be killed because for some reason they wanted to exist among mortals so they turned themselves into mortal fish creatures that can be murdered hey man that seems like a real bad idea why maybe i missed something in this episode but i don't think it's ever explained why the spirits would do that other than just to be a huge plot device I in this they episode, might have mentioned I, maybe it just, but like watching it, I'm just like, what? But so, Uncle's like, man, don't fuck with that shit, man. Well, and despite, but he's like, ah, whatever, I'm gonna fuck with that <laughs> well, shit. Uh, Iro is like, man, that sounds like a bad idea to fuck with that shit, and that, that was a fucking asshole. He's like, yeah, it's gonna be awesome when I kill the fucking <laughs> moon spirit. And yeah. I, despite this information being freely available in a public library somewhere, Aang... He has to go, like, he has to go on this epic spirit journey to find out the same inf information that Emerald Zhao's known all this time. Mm. And I don't know why fucking, you'd think of anything, Avatar Roku, the spirit of his former self, would be able to tell him that. But no, that's why he sends him off to, I guess the only person who knows the information that Emerald Zhao knows yeah. is this Know the Face Stealer. Yeah. So, so he goes and he sees, to see that spirit. He sees a monkey with no face. Oh, no. That's kind of freaky, though. This, that is kind of like, yeah. The face stealer's giant spider centipede thing with constantly changing faces. It's a very, um, uh, this is more what I would, you, you know how lame the, the creature was <laughs> at the end of the TV miniseries of it? Of it, yeah. This is what it could have been. This is more what, fine. yeah. Um, yeah. and this is actually one of the creepier things in Avatar Larvetta. I think there is more, I think, I think there's, well, well the fucking no even says something about how, Oh, I've encountered you before in one mm. of your previous Avatar states. You tried to confront me because I kidnapped your girlfriend and I stole her face or something like that. Mm. And, but like, 
And this is mostly just fucking know the face dealer just taunting Aang. And Aang does a pretty yeah. good job of not showing any emotion. He's just like, hey, I'm here yeah. to ask you some questions. And yeah. No tries to do their best to fuck up Aang, but Aang doesn't fall yeah. for it. Yep, yeah. and uh, yeah. they're still searching in the, for, in the blizzard. The, the, the Sokka and all of them are still searching for them. So after some chatting, Aang realizes that those fish back in the pond are the spirits. Oh, man! So he oh, rides no. a panda to check that shit out. Oh yeah, it was so. This is like the fucking. So it's the panda spirit from the early epi episode that shows up. Yeah. I guess. I, does he scare away? No, the face stealer. No, he like just that? leaves. He just leaves. Oh yeah, but then the, mm. the the panda spirit brushes him back to the portal that sends him back to Earth. Yeah. yeah. And I, I can't believe how much the waterbenders are getting their shit pushed down in our that home location. Just... A place made of frozen water, and, and they can't do anything. Now it has become nighttime again. And so, going by the rules that this episode has already established, like, the waterbender should be, especially because it, maybe it's not as full moon as the, it was the night before, but still, you think, the water, just, but no, the fucking waterbenders are just getting destroyed left and right. It's just confounding, yeah. Yeah, Aang's spirit flies back to his body, and it makes a blue streak in the sky, so the others follow that, because they're like, it's gotta be Aang! <laughs> so the weirdest, like, <laughs> yeah, there's a streak in the sky, it's gotta be Aang, let's go. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Aang gets up and blasts Zuko, but it's not enough to escape because he's all tied up. But then Katara shows up, and he's like, oh, you want a rematch, huh? And she's like, yeah, and then she kicks his shit in. Just wrecks <laughs> his ass. God we finally have a, have a, a waterbender in this episode that actually do shit. And she just knocks yeah. his fucking Zuko right the fuck out instantaneously. Yeah. yeah. It's they, all, they all get on up, but Aang's like, oh, I can't leave him to die. And they're like, why not? I do like everyone. Even Katara's like, mm, we should go. And like, no, he's yeah. like, we got, we can't just let him freeze. The so this is actually the second time we've seen uh, Aang rescue unconscious Zuko because that, that oh, also shit. happened during the Blue Spirit thing. But yeah, that that Mo got the fish, and now everything's blood red. He just lifts the. He puts a bag and he he puts the fish in a bag like he just wanted out of fucking uh, <laughs> fucking uh, church uh, uh, fair. And, and yeah, that enough. He's not it, even killed the fish yet, but that's no. enough. To, like everything just goes nuts right here. Yeah, yeah and the, the Fire Nation become even more powerful. And, and then, well, the princess talks about how she owes her life to that moon spirit because see, when she was a baby, she got real sick and shit. And then she said that she went and saw that fish, and it healed her. That's and why she's got white hair. Yeah, the admiral's like, I'm gonna punch the fuck out of this spirit <laughs> fish in here, this moon spirit, and ruin everything. It'll be totally awesome. But Aang's like, nah, 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 I don't want to do that because it'll donk up everything. You think that the moon is the only thing that relies on that? And then the uncle shows up and is like, yeah, man, don't do that. Or I'll shove my foot so far up your ass, you'll be coughing up my toenails for the next two weeks. This is, I mean, that is pretty much what he says. This is the first time we've actually seen Iroh get dead serious about shit where he's like, whatever you do to that fish, which is a funny statement to make. If you punch <laughs> that fish, I'm going to punch you ten times harder. It's just, mm -hmm. I mean, I respect Avatar. And this is very anime that this whole thing at the end of the like the end of the season is all about some guy threatening a fish but like <laughs> he puts the fish back in the water and everyone's but like oh thank god and he karate chops the fish yeah he blasts it he fucking then, makes a fish stick he's like fucking and then, so uncle starts <laughs> kicking ass and 
That dang coward admiral runs away yeah, like a big I, old coward as the uncle beats up his bodyguards, I guess. Iroh does just beat the shit out of all the other firebenders with Zhao. And mm. Yeah, and this is one of the cool stylistic things that this episode does. As soon as he kills the moon spirit, everything turns black and white. Yeah. Except for, like, any sources of light or energy. Because, like, Iroh, everything goes black and white, but Iroh's, like, his fireballs kind of, like, like light up things so they turn back into color and stuff. And But they go check out, Iroh lifts the fish out of the fucking... Nobody pod, can do like, more water bending because that fish got ouchy boo boo on its back. Yeah, they really they weren't kidding about the fucking water benders. I guess all over the world, their they, powers are tied to that moon spirit. So yeah, unless you're the avatar, because Aang gets all avatar, he walks in the pool and he loses she, his fucking everything mind. goes, but everything turns blue, and then he turns yeah. into a giant blue spirit monster and just fucking wipes the floor with the fire nation. He finally teaches the waterbenders how it's done, where he turns yeah. into this giant fucking Godzilla slash. Do you ever see Princess Mononoke? A long time ago. There's a giant forest spirit that goes around stomping, tearing shit up at the end of Princess Mononoke. Mm. So this is definitely just a combination of that. It's kind of funny too, because I guess it's based off of. The fact that, like, the ocean spirit is a fish. So it's kind of like this catfished head Godzilla spirit thing that, like, uh, Aang is just floating in a magic circle. Kind of like the, the the magic circle sphere that he used when he froze himself at the beginning of the series. And that How he survived 100 years until this time. But, like, I guess he's doing the same thing inside this, like, fucking giant, like, 200-foot tall water spirit that is just, like, single-handedly just destroys the entire Fire Nation navy. Yeah. And yeah. So the fish is dead. Fish but is since dead. the princess had been touched by the moon spirit, she could bring it back. So she says, okay, I guess that means I'm going to die. So she touches it or whatever. And she says, and she's dead. <laughs> and then she just she fucking Jedi vanishes. <laughs> I forgot that she just goes, Wait. yeah, just in, in Sokka's but arms, then, no less. <laughs> But then she shows back up, and now she's some sort of glowing goddess, and she kisses Sokka, and now the moon is back. I guess she has essentially become the moon spirit now. That seems to be the situation, which I do love the illustration, like how they draw her as the moon spirit now. She's all white and all the kind of... Cur she looks like, like a tattoo. Like, mm. overly intricately designed, like, all kinds of robes and shit flying off of her and stuff. She looks pretty fucking badass. Yeah. But so haven't haven't wrecked shop Angs turns back into regular old uh classic Ang. <laughs> classic flavored Ang. Classic uh -huh. Ang. Yeah. The Admiral sees the moon is back and says, Oh raspberries. <laughs> then uh oh him and to his credit, it is like, how did they just... I just killed the moon. How did the moon <laughs> come back? Yeah, I don't blame him for there, being like, ah oh, fuck. There's the point where though Zuko attacks the Admiral and they've been Oh they fight a little bit. He's yeah. like, Hey, you tried to have me killed. He's like, Yeah, so what if I did, asshole? Yeah. So they fight, but then uh, when the moon comes back, a hand just grabs the Admiral and he says, Oh no and It seems Zuko to be the says, last remaining. Take my hand, I will save you and he says I'm I'm so petty. No. That is pretty hardcore, and I am very curious to see if they'll ever do anything with Admiral Zhao anything again, because, yeah, it's we don't know if he's dead or what, but, like, the fucking what was left of the moon... taken underwater. Oh, I guess it's the ocean spirit, because it was the ocean spirit going on a rampage while the moon spirit was dead. So I guess mm. the ocean oh, is, okay. that has, makes sense, has claimed to fucking Admiral Zhao, and God yeah. knows what the fuck happened to that poor son of a bitch, but... Mm -hmm. I fuck, actually... I'm trying to remember because there's a lot of stuff, way more than Avatar: The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra show. There's a lot of stuff about the spirit world. I'm kind of—I mm. think there might be a thing where we actually see 
Admiral Zhao, even like 80 years after the events of the show, is still stuck in the spirit world, being t being tortured or something. Yeah, having water blasted up his ass and it's coming <laughs> out of his mouth and nose. He has to act as a bidet for the water spirits. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. God. Well, but so anyway, now like everyone's won. So he's gone, and the next yeah. day the king is like, "Man, I knew my daughter would go away, but man, that he blows. does. He's but like, you know, I'm." I'm proud, you know? And Sokka's he's like, to yeah, Sokka, man, and he's I like, know. yeah, I knew one day my, my daughter would have to become the moon. Yeah. <laughs> and Sokka's like, yeah, okay, I guess that is the son of a bitch, but yeah. So oh, Zuko God. escapes with his uncle and is like, man, I fucking, I need a nap. Yeah, I forgot with the Fire Nation gun, with the Fire Nation uh, Navy gun, they're just like, they make this little makeshift raft. And like, Iris just like, you need your rest. And I guess they're off on their own. Yeah. No, his uncle's like, man, we ain't going after the Avatar right now. I'm surprised. And he's like, I, I'm so tired. Yeah, I need to. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, so then the Fire Nation King says, hey, daughter, that, that was mentioned for the first time in this episode. <laughs> now you get to chase the Avatar. She and looks up, she smiles, and that's the end of the series. Or the end yeah. of the first season. So, yeah, that's... <laughs> I do totally feel like George Carlin at the end of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I'm like, does get better. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, it's God. not bad. It's not bad, but it's some very slapdash. There's just plotting. a lot of like little kid show problems. They're like, yeah. why aren't they doing the logical thing? It's they're doing the not logical thing because it has to work for the plot. Oh man, we don't even get to the good stuff until the second batch of stuff in the second season too. Fuck. Okay. Uh -oh. Anyway. But... <laughs> uh oh. Anyway. So that's Avatar. That's the first season of Avatar: Last Airbender. Uh, maybe it doesn't hold up as well as I remember it being, but, eh, you know, there's, there's worse ways to spend your there's time. There's two more books. Uh, there's two more books, and so, yeah. oof a do Yeah, and it doesn't help that, like, the overcomplications of how the spirits and the, and the planets and the moons and the suns affect people's bending and stuff, it's all just very kind of messy, and like I said, the, the show kind of, like, forgets some of the rules they establish here just because it's a little too clunky, but... Mm. Yeah. So, what else been going on? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> just so I just choking away at Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, That's still fun. Um, your kid's still playing he, uh, Lego Dimensions. Nah, he's giving up on that. Oh, really? That was quick. Was it too yeah. hard, or just like not that no, interesting? He just got bored with it. Are you telling me that your mm. the relatively young kid was not completely absorbed by all the f fucking? Shameless '80s fan service that that that, that game is mostly based on. He doesn't yeah, care about the Wizard of Oz, a hundred-year-old movie. Shockingly not. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because it still features the classic Lego. Is that even the actual classic Lego game gameplay? Or is yeah, it even much. the gameplays? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. You just man. have to own the stuff to do to, to do all the little yeah. tricks and whatnot. Uh, yeah, so have you, have you not actually beaten mm. Ghost of Tsushima yet? No, I'm sucking the marrow from it. Okay, because I know the DLC in that's supposed to be pretty hardy too, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, um, oof. Yeah, what I picked else? a bad time to start playing because a bunch of stuff's going to come out. We yeah. always co-op Far Cry, but uh, we, I haven't bothered getting that Man, yet, so. I, that's one of those things where, like, I, like, I, we'll, we'll never blame it, but... It'll go on sale at some point. I by Christmas it'll be half off at least, and yeah. yeah well, there's actually still stuff to play though. That's the thing. The uh, story of Far Cry is always so bad too. Yeah. It's like they 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 got a bunch of people being like talking about how 
great Vosh or whatever the fuck his name was. I, I never liked that. I don't understand everybody's love for that character. It's still better than fucking the story for Far but, Cry 5, though, because that's Oh, everything. Far... I, I I thought that story was awful. Too. And that one of the first... Had, had that worst... There was a moment this week where I was like, hmm, I should... They get, fall I, like, on their face on the ending so bad. I... Every time. Oh, God, I can't remember what the ending... But the, the the things we've always complained about the Far Cry games is the fact that, like, especially the last couple Far Cry games have really leaned on the psychotropic drug shit missions, mm. where, like, things go crazy. And that's one of the things I was listening to people talk about the new Far Cry, and, like, like I was just literally fired up my PlayStation 5 just to see how much it cost in the storefront when I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about how that is a thing again in this game, too, where I'm right. just like, oh, fucking Christ, like, because you have to go to the, like, fucking... One of the first missions you have to do is you go have to have to go f like fire up like a, a drug plant and you're using a flamethrower to f set fire. They to already props. did that. That's seriously that was. And that's huge the part only the part that dorks who love <sighs> weed culture talk about is how awesome that part was. And I played that part. And I was like, okay, oh, then it got yeah. wavy and you played like some Jimi Hendrix. Woohoo! And instead of Cheeseburger the bear, I guess this time it's like Guapo the alligator. But it's the same yeah. thing where you can call an animal buddy to kill people. But like they said, it's. It's literally just the same game over again, except now people are speaking Spanish rather than being like "Yeehaw, Montana" stuff. Mm. But um, yeah, are you not? Are you playing Metroid Dread? Yeah, just I started it the other day. Man, I'm curious to see what you think about that because that game is kicking my ass. That mm. thing's fun. I hear it's hard. It's I've died like, a couple times already. So uh, have you gotten like to the first boss or anything? I don't. Because I died so. even before then. And it took me an hour to beat the first boss. Like, it fucking... It was a funny thing, too, because it's one of those things where, like, I almost beat it on my first try, but then after fucking oh, yeah. it up after that, like, I lost patience and just got sloppier playing after that, but then, If it's, know. like, 3DS version, it relies pretty heavily on the... Uh, oh, did you play Samus Returns? Yeah, it relies okay, pretty yeah. heavily on that counterattack. Oh, that is the whole game. Yeah. It's like playing fucking Bloodborne, where, like, everything is just nothing but counters, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I actually I, find the counter easier to do in handheld mode. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder if that's just because of a slightly bit li less latency? That'd be my guess. Yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, I'm very curious to see what your opinion, because I think it's one of those things where, like, maybe someday I'll eventually beat the game, but, like, man, right now, it's... It is fucking rough. Mm. Um, Especially because, like, yeah, there's other stuff to play right now. I still have... I have, like, two missions left in LEGO... Or in Hot Wheels Unleashed. Mm. Um, I have fucking Monkey Ball to play. I barely yeah. played any of that so far. And yeah, so. But. Oof, would do. Yeah, but yeah, Far Cry. We usually end up co oping Far Cry. Uh, and. Oh, that's the thing I've been playing. You know, have you heard anything about the Battlefield beta? Yeah. There's, so there's a new Battlefield game. You and I. We have messed around with battlefield multiplayer co-op stuff before and we always hated it because like it's not hate it but we'll have to yeah that, <laughs> i was but, gonna say i don't remember hating it it's but we always we end up playing it we're always like oh man this is way too sluggish compared to call of duty mm. and like mm. the class stuff is always but like this new game they seem to have gone out of their way to make the mobility more like call it like definitely in terms of just like running around and shooting and, and running and jumping and stuff like that it doesn't feel exactly like call of duty but it's definitely snappier than it was like in star wars battlefronts oh star wars battlefront that's a sluggish that was shit, right? sluggish as shit yeah which now i'm seeing everyone's complaining about all the changes they've made to battlefield to make it more like call of duty which i was like 
Well, and it also doesn't hurt the beta that itself that's going on right now. We're recording this in the, like the second week in we October. We played a lot of the World War One one together. Yeah, we actually did. And I'm kind of... This new game... I didn't realize there's not even a single-player component to this really? new Battlefield. It's all multiplayer. Oh. And the one map they have going on for the, uh, the beta right now is this huge fucking map that, like, the game is buggy as shit, but it's, like, all kinds of... It's my favorite kind of, like sloppy multiplayer where ever adds you don't know what the fuck's going on like mm. they got rid of classes mm -hmm. like so you can just go in and like i guess equipped with whatever you want even though like your selection of stuff in the, in the beta is not very deep or anything like that but like yeah i guess they made a, a lot of changes chasing after the uh the call of duty formula in terms of just like the feel of the gameplay which i actually love but i see everyone else the hardcore battlefield people are pissed off so yeah but yeah, I actually had a pretty good time with the beta so far. Yeah, even though it's buggy as fuck. But what else we right. going on? Um, I got. Not that we have to talk about stuff. No, we, it's we, fine. We've talked for an hour and twenty minutes. I got the birthday gifts. I got the Mario. Lego oh, you question got... box. Oh, is that good? And it's cute. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah, you showed me some pictures last night. I yeah, fuck, that looks cool as hell. You what you you're putting together like the fucking. Fire, fire, what's the fucking spicy meatball Yeah, the stage? lava level. The lava spicy level. Me spicy meatball. Spicy <laughs> meatball. The the stage. Every, the every, every stage in Mario 64 is named after an Italian dish. <laughs> I love the rigatoni. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, I didn't realize it had like the, 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 the Bowser sliding, sliding block puzzle yeah. and stuff like that. And you said there's no stickers in there too, right? No, no That's stickers. That's cool. Oh, that's the thing. Speaking of no stickers, there's a new set coming out. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. no. Did, oh, you, are you, so you about... Yeah, the fucking, fucking Lego Titanic. Yeah, but what, who has room for that shit? That's, you know what, the terrible thing? I was all like, I went to bed last night thinking about, like, the fact that I have no... I still need to find a, a permanent display space for the Millennium Falcon that I built. And I was like, oh, man, where, like, even if I bought the Titanic, where would I put it? And I was like, you know, actually, in front of my TV, if I got rid of everything in front of my TV. But I think that model's like four feet long. I think that yeah. might even be too long for even the space in front of my TV. But, like, it's also $630, which is yeah. funny because that's bigger than the Millennium Falcon. But the Star Wars tax is so hefty that, like, the Millennium Falcon, even though... Like, that's a smaller model, costs $200 more than the fucking Lego Titanic, but, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, I don't like Titanic enough. I mean, that's, I, if somebody I, gave it yeah. to me, I'd be like, wow, but I would, I don't, I can't, I couldn't justify paying the price. Yeah, I'm a huge Titanic nerd, so, like, the fact that, like, you don't, you don't build the entire interiors, the ship breaks up into three pieces, which is kind of funny, because that's what happened in real life, too, but, uh, but the ship breaks into three pieces at the end caps for those three pieces, you're kind of building a little bit of the interiors and stuff like that, so you actually get to see, like, the decks and everything on the inside, like, oh, mm -hmm. it's like, and the fucking propellers! I like attached to the engine, so there's like little cranks on the engines that'll like move the propellers and stuff like that. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. And the funny thing is, if your cat knocks it over and destroys the Titanic, then it just becomes a canonical model of the destroyed mm. Titanic. So it's all you know, yeah. works out in the end. That's so, fuck yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh no. Yeah. That's only the price of like a PlayStation Five plus a couple games. Yeah. So it's cheap, all. right? Yeah, God. totally cheap. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, you also got that, you know, because it's your birthday, you also got that, like, little uh, new Disney castle set, too, huh? Yeah, it's a miniature version of the castle. It's very that small. That seems That's in the palm cool. of your hand. Aw. Thank you. 
Yeah, you showed me a photo of that, and it's funny because you made it look like it was bigger than the actual Disney castle that you have. Mm-hmm. That thing is still pretty cool, too. Man, there's so many cool Lego sets that have come out that I've completely missed. Yeah. I'm, I should be thankful because, again, I don't have any space for that stuff. But I never got it. I need to get the Mickey and Minnie that they put out. I never got around to getting that. Like models of Mickey yeah, the and Lego Minnie? Lego Mickey and Minnie. Yeah. Really? Would that look any good? It looks all right. Yeah, they're Let's big, see. so they're not like chunky like the stupid blocks ones that they have that look like they're trying to be the big heads. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm not to be a fan Funko of. Pops. I know it's this before. No. It's actually kind of cute. Yeah. It's 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 um. It's the new Mickey and Minnie from the new shorts. Oh, with like yeah. a little camera? Yeah. That's interesting. So they've been around for a while? They're in danger of suddenly becoming extinct? Yeah, they've been around for a little bit. But I don't know on the Disney stuff, because you can still get the Disney castle. And that's oh, really? Because that's been like, yeah, that's been like four years or something yeah. at least. That's what I was just saying. Like, I thought I'd, man. Now you just reminded me that the Disney castle. See, well, that's the other thing, too, because I could spend... $630 to get, like, one Lego set, the one Lego Titanic, or I could spend that much money and get, like, all the cool sets that I've missed. I can get the Treehouse and the Disney Castle yeah. and... Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Shit. Lego's expensive and cool. I still wish... Again, I keep on talking about it, I wish Lego would just have a virtual Lego. You could build Lego in a virtual space. The Titanic would be a perfect thing for that because it's so big. And you could make it, like, so you could actually go into the ship and explore the ship if you wanted to, but... Yeah. yeah that's probably not going to happen anytime soon, though, but still. Yeah. Oof-a-doo. Yeah. Oof-a-doo. But, yeah, that's it. Nothing else going on? Um, no. Don't you think care so. Great, great, great British Bake Off came back. You care about that? I don't give two shit. <laughs> you don't watch much stuff, do you? Not really. I, w- yeah. I watched like the first season and a half or so of Great British Bake Off, I think, or maybe even half the first season. And if I was you've like, seen I, a couple episodes, get you get the it. gist of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. The only thing, thing that changes are the people, and then you're like, oh, fuck that guy. That girl's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's, yeah. It's all modular. Although, I guess the hosts change over time, but even then, that's not the end of the world or anything like that. No. Uh, yeah, I, then, I don't have time to watch TV or play a lot of video games yeah you are a guy with a full-time job and a kid and a family and blah 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 yeah Yeah. i'm squeezing this thing in somehow i don't know yeah that too yeah a couple yeah good 90 minutes of avatar over there the weekend speaking of which did you decide what the next project is going to be for, well, it's uh, going to be Disney the Jungle Book, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, I mentioned last time that, like, there was a Winnie the Pooh thing floating yeah. around. That's I didn't realize uh, the first, Disney's first Winnie the Pooh thing was something that, like, they they came out with, like, a 20-minute short, mm. which I think was the first Disney-produced Winnie the Pooh thing that came out in between Mary Poppins and uh, the Jungle Book. It's not on Disney+, Plus though. Oh, I went weird. to double check. They have a whole bunch of Disney Winnie the Pooh stuff on Disney Plus, but that original like 1967 Winnie the Pooh short is not on there. The hmm. earliest thing they have is the 1977, like the Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. But weird. So yeah, I guess next time will be Jungle Book. Yeah. You got know, a friend I, I, in me. You nailed it. <laughs> you got a friend in me. What's this? <laughs> I don't remember anything. Yeah. Then did you see the live action remake? No. No. My dad read me the book when I was little. I the watched actual the book? You read your Kipling? Yes. Yep. Wow. Uh, I don't remember it, but I know Yeah, no shit, and, yeah. Um, I've seen the movie a couple times, and it never... It's fine. 
All he knows it's the same snake from fucking Robin Hood. Like, I think they got the same voice actor, too. Like No, that. it's not. No, it's not? It, oh, okay. No, the snake is Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. The bear, the bear, the bear is the same actor from Robin Hood. Oh, and, and that's like, I think that's one of those things where they really like you can go back and see they really recycled because I know Robin Hood is like the king of like recycled in Disney animation, but like yeah, because uh, yeah, because because the bear in in Robin Hood is just even the same character design with like a little hat, right? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, which that I love when that's not Phil Silvers. I did the voice of of Baloo the bear. That guy, whatever is Phil, what Phil Harris? Phil Harris. I love that man. That's great. I love because he's so affable. Mm. And one of my favorite things of post Walt Disney Disney stuff is what the fuck is this guy's name is? <laughs> so I just looked up Phil Harris on YouTube on 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 Google. <laughs> Phil Harris's full name is Wonga Philip Harris. His Wonga first Philip name was Harris. Wonga. I guess he was born on Nell Hutta to Jabba the Hutt. To what? What is happening? <laughs> no, why? No, because I'm joking that he, Wonga sounds like a hut name, like Wonga oh, the okay. Hut. Yeah. What the hell happened? No, he's born know. in Nashville, Tennessee, so it's not like he was born in some kind of weird foreign land. Okay. All right. I guess he'd have to have a sense of humor to be known as Wonga. Also, there's a Phil so. Harris named Fisherman. Mm. Wait, what am I talking about? Shut up. I have no I idea. <laughs> Things are what flying off the handle here. I'm going to shut oh, up. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, we okay, well. So that's Avatar yeah. Last Airbender, and it ended horribly. <laughs> <laughs> it gets I better. Say, I oh, my God, that's, yeah. It, nothing's horrible about it. it just that I just wish it had more uh, cohesive rules that they follow. Yeah, I think there was a little bit of a break in between the first season and the second season. I think they kind of regrouped them a little bit better. I guess we'll find out pretty soon, because it's not like we're stopping Avatar The Last Airbender coverage anytime soon. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah, I get to so find out more about is... Zuko's sister. Yeah. Mm. Next time is The Jungle Book. And then Yay. after that, we're going to do more Avatar. So two weeks, more Avatar. Yeah, and then you really get to... Well, I guess... Yeah, because the shape of the, the show now. Like, I guess you're pretty much obligated to stick with the uh, animated stuff, but then... Yeah, you have to start deciding which projects you want to do, so... Because it's not quite so clear, because there's still, like, the different animated things, but, like... Yeah. But, generally, though, there should still be enough time to fit in most of yeah. the... Oh, I forgot Disney. Especially if we skip, like, the Fox and the Hound, for instance. Oh, god damn. I've never seen Fox and the Hound. So you don't need me, to. I could easily spend the rest of my life without ever having seen the fucking Fox and the fucking Hound. Uh, God. Yes, sir. Uh, but would we do, like, Oliver and Company? Ah, uh, man, that movie sucks. That's but... what I'm saying. Like, I guess we'll find out towards the end of the project, but yeah. yeah. But yeah. That's it anyway. We could wrap this up and get the hell out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, da, 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 da. But yeah, I thank you. I guess we're climbing uh... on Appa again, thanks to anybody who saw <laughs> Yeah, we need to come up with a better ending for this stuff other than just, just pretending to be an op and, and telling the audience, yep, fuck yep. you, fuck you. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, thank you again, Catherine <laughs> F. King, for writing in. And literally anyone who wants to chime in with the feedback about Avatar The Last Airbender and stuff like that. But yeah, so... Oh, the, it's... Uh, she had mentioned, yeah, uh, refugees is... Is it right or wrong that Aang let the people live in the Northern Air Temple? 
Um, of course, within the fandom, there would be a debate about that, but why the fuck not? Who gives a shit? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let who, stay... Who's going to live there now? Yeah, it's so, like, well, you can kick them out, and so, like, you just have like, I could see if it was a thing where, like, Aang was going to go back and fix up the Air Temple, like, right yeah. then and there, but, like, yeah, f- at least wait until see what, the, like, if they can defeat the Fire Lord and put an end to this war before you start worrying about who, whether or not anyone's going to be living in that fucking Air Temple, so... Yeah. yeah, so. Plus, it stinks like fart gas. And also, and also, and they, they, and they also said they blew it up. <laughs> they also blew it so up. The, they let them keep it. They fucking ruined the joint. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Yeah, now they just have fucking nothing but fart gas coming out That's of the like, exploded butthole of the, of the temple. Somebody sat down in that chair and shit all over it. Should we let them keep it? Who, yeah, yeah, they can no, have it, I, man. They shit in it. They, they fucked Go it nuts. up, man. Yeah, they, they broke it. They bought it, so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. All right, well. Uh, <laughs> That's at the end. Okay. Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> need to find the old Looney Tunes sound effect of, like, the ending going. <laughs>